You are listening to a message from Life City Church Houston. For more information about our church, visit our website at lifecitychurchhouston.org. And now with you, today's message. Exodus 11, 1 and 3. Now the Lord said to Moses, I will bring one more plague on Pharaoh and on Egypt. After that, he will let you go from here. And when he does, he will drive you out completely. Tell the people that men and women alike are to ask their neighbors for articles of silver and gold. Verse 3, the Lord made the Egyptians favorably disposed towards the people and Moses himself was highly regarded in Egypt by Pharaoh's officials and by the people. I'd like to speak to you for a few moments, as I said, uh, using as a subject, coming out with favor. Coming out with favor. Uh, we all know the story of the people of Israel and the Exodus. We all know that. We all know that um, there came a time when Moses comes directed by God to bring the people out. And it's symbolic of us coming out from our world of sin and entering into our promised land with Jesus Christ. But I want to apply it for, like I said, our 21-day fast that we just finished. I want to apply it also for 2017 that a few uh, days ago or about 28 days ago uh, we left 2017 and entered, we came out and entered 2018. I want to declare today that we came out of 2017 with favor and we're coming out of this fast with favor. And I believe that what God tells uh, Moses and the instructions he's giving him as they're getting ready to go out, I believe it's the same thing that we could look forward to in this 2018 and finishing this fast, that we're coming out of this fast and what we could look forward to that's going to happen in our lives. I believe that in these 21 days, you have prayed to the Lord. You have put petitions and needs before God. And I want to agree with you that after these 21 days, starting today, God is going to begin to visit you with those miracles, with the signs and the answers that you have placed before him. I'm in Exodus chapter 11 verse 1 and we read and it says, now the Lord said to Moses, I will bring one more plague on Pharaoh and on Egypt. Everything that you're dealing with, everything that you're going with or going through is the last thing that I believe you're going through in this season. I believe it's the last issue and the last drama. I believe it's the last situation that has had you for so long. I believe it's the last thing you'll deal with in this season. It's the last plague. This is the last thing that you need to deal with before you set free and before you go in to everything that God has planned for you for 2018. I believe that even the issues that you have dealt with in 2017, those are the last issues that you'll deal with as you begin to see that God begins to move you now into your promised land and to the answers that you have asked for in all the dilemmas that you have had. But I want you to see something as well. I want you to know that this last plague is not just for one individual. This last plague 
is apparently for your whole family. In other words, this is for the whole family, that God is going to set them free, that God is going to re relieve them from what they have been bound and slaved and tied up for the past couple of years. I believe that God is going to release them just like He did Moses and the people of Israel. Somebody ought to thank God that there's a release for your family. In 2018, you'll see things are going to be different. Now I want you to listen. In verse 1, it says, After that, he will let you go from here. And when he does, he will drive you out completely. He is saying, after this last plague, after this last issue that you're dealing with, after this last uh, uh, pain or sickness that you're going through, it's the last thing. After that, Pharaoh is going to drive you out, and he's going to drive you out completely. In other words, he is going to move, cause you to move from where you are to something different. He is going to move you from one atmosphere to a different atmosphere. He is going to move you from your apartment to now your new house. I don't know if you're understanding what I'm saying. This is a year where God is going to relocate you in many areas of your life. He's going to relocate you even in your finance. He's going to relocate you maybe in your work, in your space there. God is going to maybe promote you to another position. This is a year where God says you are coming out with my favor and my favor is going to take you to places and separate you you from atmospheres that have held you down, that have been wanting to control you, that have been wanting to stifle you, but this is the favorable year of the Lord. You will come out with God's favor, and God will lead you to your promised land. I wish somebody could say, thank you, God that he's moving you out. You have been in the land of not enough for too long and you have lived for a moment in the land with just enough. God is fixing to move you from there to your land of more than enough. Somebody thank God that this is a blessed year for your life. In Exodus chapter 2, if chapter 11, verse 2, it says this, Tell the people that men and women alike are to ask their neighbors for articles of silver and gold. This may not mean much to you right now, but the people of Israel understood what that would mean. You see, for too long they have been slaves. For too long they have been denied their paycheck. For too long, they had been denied bonuses and, and insurance and life insurance and, 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 and health insurance. And for too long, they had been uh, uh, denied all of that. They were slaves and they were bound. But God says, I'm giving them favor. And I want them as they leave, I want them to tell the people of Egypt to give them their gold and to give them their silver. In other words, God, what he was saying, you may not know what I am doing right now, but I am giving you back everything that that the enemy stole from you. I am giving you back everything that was held from you. I am giving you back every blessing that should have been yours. I am giving you back every promotion. I am giving you back all that was yours that was held from you. I wish somebody would thank God for that. He says, but I'm giving you that for a reason. You may not like this, but this is the reason. He said, I'm giving you that so that you would be faithful in your tithes and offerings. I'm giving you that so that you would be faithful in your tithes and offerings. Because what I held, what they held from you, I'm going to give it back. But you, you, you got some debt that you've got to pay God. Hello, somebody. 
Hello? Let me just tell you this. My wife and I today gave $1,600 of tithe. If that's the tithe, that should tell you what we just got. That was owed to me for five years, and I didn't even know. And some of you say, whoa, that's a lot of tithe. I'd rather pay, hello, what's the tithe of, of uh, 1600 16000 I'd pay that every week. I wouldn't have a problem paying 1600 every week if I'm getting 16000 Are you understanding what I'm saying? And sometimes we don't get what we want because we don't want to give God what belongs to God. Oh, that's too much tithe. God, I, I just want to get 20 bucks. That's why you're only getting $200. That's too much. I, I'd rather just give 10 bucks. That's why you're barely making it and getting $100. But if you could trust God and say, God, I'll give you $1,600, God will say, and I can trust you with $16,000. Hello, somebody. Are you listening? And there's a reason why God does this because there came a day and it wasn't yours or my response or my request. It was God's request. He said, I want you to build me a sanctuary. It's not the people saying we want a tabernacle so that God, we could talk with God. God had lost that. God missed that when Adam and Eve messed up and he had to stop meeting with them in the early mornings in the garden and he had to cast them out because they had sinned. God desired that. But in his thinking and in his plans, he says, I will make that the people of Egypt give my people their, uh, their, their gold and their silver because I long to have a building. I long to have a place where I can meet with them, where I can have presence with them, where I can bless them, where I can show off um, uh, on them. I need, and he told Moses during the time, I want you to build me a sanctuary. I want you to build me a tabernacle. Where are we going to do it. I blessed you in Egypt and gave you back taxes and gave you back pay. Are you listening? This is what's important to us, that when God blesses us and when God gives to us, God is saying I am going to bless you and I am going to give you not only what they took back from you, but because this is a favorable year of the Lord, I am decreeing and declaring that this year you're going to get back not what the enemy took from only took from you, but you're going to get back what the enemy took from you great-grandfather, from your great-grandmother, from your grandmother, from your grandfather, from your father, and from your mother, and you will receive it. You will enjoy it. Your children will enjoy it. Your grandchildren will enjoy it. I wish there was somebody here that could say, God, you can trust me with my tithe and offering. When you give God your tithe and offering and you bring it to the altar, you're telling the enemy, the oppressor, the one that has tried to kept you limited, you're telling him, God is still faithful. And even though I'm going through some hard times, even financially, I am faithful to God because I still believe God is Jehovah Jireh, the God that meets my need. And if you don't believe that, you've got clothes on you today. You've got food in your stomach today. You've got a house to go to the live. You got a bed that you can go to sleep in. God has been faithful. God has been good. You ought to thank God for his goodness right now. This is the favorable year of the Lord. And my giving to God is an act, a prophetic act that God is a God that meets my needs. Somebody say amen to that. I'm in Exodus chapter 11 verse 4 and 5. And these are the instructions that God is giving him because you have favor. 
and you take advantage of the favor that I'm going to put on you. And so in verse 4 and 5, he says this. He said to Moses, this is what the Lord says. About midnight, I will go throughout Egypt. Every firstborn son in Egypt will die. From the firstborn son of Pharaoh who sits on the throne to the firstborn son of a female slave who is out her, who, who is at her hand mill and the firstborn of the cattle as well. This is important because when, when, when this happens, they have been instructed to kill a lamb and to take its blood and put it on the doorpost and Put it over the door because the death angel would come to destroy and fulfill what God said would happen of every firstborn. But whatever, wherever they would see the blood, the death angel would pass over and not harm it. I've come to declare to you today this is the favorable year of the Lord. And you ought to thank God that over 2,000 years ago, the Lamb of God was slain and He was crucified at Calvary on a cross and His blood began to drip down that cross for every one of you and every one all over the world as well as for me that the blood of Jesus is our protection. The blood of Jesus is our safe, a safe haven. That the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all unrighteousness and just, be, just as the blood covered the house and all those that were in there were, were spared. I've come to say you ought to thank God that even though the blood of Jesus, even though it's just on your life and in your home, you ought to thank God that those that come to your house, your children and your daughter, they ought to, you ought to thank God that God has extended his mercy upon them because of the blood that's washed you away. There is power in the blood of Jesus. Who, what can wash my sin away? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Are you listening? Are you listening? There's nothing more powerful than the blood of Jesus. It reaches to the highest mountain and it flows to the lowest valley. The blood that gives me strength day by day will never ever lose its power. Is there anybody here that's thankful for the blood of Jesus? Thankful for the blood of Jesus. The blood covers. The last thing that the enemy had in Egypt was their children. To become slaves, to make brick, to build the buildings, statues, and pyramids that Pharaoh would ask. But I'm here to say that this is the favorable year of the Lord. And it doesn't matter where your children are. I'm believing this year. God is going to reach your children. God is going to reach your unsaved spouse. God is going to reach your unsaved family. God is going to reach them in a way. And this will be the year where we will thank God for the lamb that gave his life on Calvary and shed his blood. I wish there was somebody here that is, would be grateful and say your children are going to come out. I wish you would turn to your neighbor and say if you've got children, they're going to come out this year. Tell them they're going to come out of drugs. They're going to come out of the gangs. They're going to 
to come out of alcoholism. They're going to come out of whatever they're in, even if it's homosexual, homosexuality or lesbianism. This is the favorable year of the Lord. This is the year where they come out. Somebody, thank God, because God is going to do some things in your life and in your family. Exodus chapter 11, verse 6. He says, there will be a loud wailing throughout Egypt. Worse than there has ever been or will ever be again. You see, the wailing of these people is because they had great losses. They've lost things. They've lost people. Great losses. And throughout Egypt, you hear the wailing and you hear the crying and you hear the shouting and you hear the anger and you hear uh, uh, the anguish that's there because of their losses. And when you see that, you ought to look and see that, and you ought to see and thank God that that could have been you. Hello, somebody. That could have been you wailing. That could have been you crying. That could have been you in anguish. But don't you thank God for the blood of Jesus that that's not you. And you ought to thank God that your last tear was already has already come out. You got to thank God that you've already cried your last tear. You've already wiped your last tear. Your moments of crying is over. You're not going to cry for a season anymore. This is the favorable year of the Lord and God is allowing those around you to feel the loss, to feel the pain, but you will live a season painless. You will live a season of no more tears. You may cry, but it won't be of sadness. It'll be of joy. You may cry, but it won't be of of hurting it'll be of rejoicing before God you may cry but it'll be joys of te uh, tears of joy for what God is doing for what God spared you from for from God delivered you from for what God delivered your family your children and you ought to thank God that you're still covered by the blood of Jesus and for a season how long I don't know but you're going to be fine you've seen people around you that have gone through all kinds of hell but you need to thank God that that's not you. And thank God that God has delivered you and that God has helped you because he's a good king, a king, and he's a good God, and, and he's a good Lord, and he's a good Savior. Isaiah 61, 3 tells us that, that he has appointed unto them, talking about the church, talking about us, talking about you, to, to give them beauty for ashes. Hello, somebody. To give them an oil of joy for their mourning, for their crying. To give them a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness and the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. Are you listening? There's one thing that God is wanting to do in this season, and that is to be glorified. And if he wants to be glorified, he has committed himself to take the beauty, give you beauty for ashes. He has committed himself to take oil of joy and replace your crying. He has committed himself to what? To give you the garment of praise. Instead of having that spirit of heaviness, the spirit of depression has to go. This is the year of the favor of the Lord, and you're going to come out with favor. You're going to come out. You came out of 2017, but you're coming out with the favor of the Lord. This is a special year and a special time for you. And you ought to thank God that the favor of God is in your life. Tell somebody next to you, I've cried my last tear. Come on, tell them. I've cried my last tear. I've dried my last tear. It is a season of joy. It is a season where things are going to change for my life. Oh, God is a God that will bestow upon me favor and grace. I'm an Exodus 11, 7. Then he says this. But among the Israelites, <laughs> I like this, 
not a dog will bark at any person or animal. Then you will know that the Lord makes a distinction between Egypt and Israel. He goes, I'm going to make such a distinction between who are my people and who are not my people. That when you walk by, the bar, the, even the dog will know that the favor of God's on your life and he won't even bark. But when the Egyptian walks by, not only will he bark, he'll probably want to tear him apart. It's a season where I am going to make a distinction between who are my people and who are not my people. Are you listening? And because there's a distinction, there's the favor of God for his people. Because there's a distinction, there's the blessing of God for his people. Because there's a distinction, there is a protection of God on his people. Because there's a distinction, God is there to make sure that not even a dog, a dog will bark. God is saying, I am going to close the mouth of every dog that has been wanting to scandalize your name. I am going to shut the mouth of every dog that's been trying to ruin your reputation. I am going to shut the mouth of every dog that has been trying to tarnish your character. Not even the dogs are going to bark. Are you listening? You ought to thank God. You're going back to work tomorrow, but they're not going to come down on you anymore like they used to. You're going to go back to work. They're not going to be trying to work you over like they used to. Why? Because God is making a distinction they're not going to talk to you with curse words and cuss words. Are you listening? You won't have to tolerate that anymore. God is about to shut their mouth so that you could see that God is at your favor and that they will know that God's hands is upon your life. I will make a distinction. I will make a distinction. I'm in chapter 11, verse 8, almost done. It says, all these officials of yours will come to me, bow down before me, saying, go, you and all the people who follow you. After that, I will leave. Then Moses, hot with anger, left Pharaoh. This is Moses speaking. He's before Pharaoh, and he's saying, look, Pharaoh, I'm going to tell you this right now. I'm going to let you know right now that all these officials of yours, they're going to come to me. All these officials of you, yours are going to come down and, and bow before me. And they're going to tell me, get out of here. And all those that follow you. And after that, he says, I will leave. And Moses walks out of there in anger. I've come to tell somebody, and I hope it doesn't go to your head. There, there are people that have looked down at you that you would amount to nothing. There are people that have your own last name and have criticized you and made fun of you because of where you are right now. You've handed, given them a handout. You've helped them in what they've tried to venture in. And now they have become su successful and have become prosperous. And now they look at you as if you're nothing. But like I said, you're coming out of 2016 and 2017, and you're coming out with the favor of God. And everything that they have been doing, everything they have been saying, everything they have been pointing at, everything for the past years is going to come to an end in this year. 
And the reason I say don't let it go to your head, because God is so good. You see, he's allowed the social medias so that they can be used for his glory. You're going to get in Messenger somebody texting you and say, hey, man, I'm so sorry for what I said. I'm so sorry for thinking about you the way I have. You're going to get a phone call, a text, and somebody telling you, hey, I'm so sorry. They're going to come and ask you for forgiveness. They're going to recognize that the hand of God, I might have been in the land of not enough, and I know I lived for a season in the land of just enough, but they're going to see you now in your land of more than enough and the favor of God that's on your hand. Favor is something that I delight to do. Favor is me wanting to give you some favor. It's not being fair with everybody else. I don't care what everybody else has. I just see favor on you and you become the first and you're not the last. Hello, somebody. You become great and not small. Favor isn't fair, but you've come into this year of favor and even those that have despised you and those that have criticized you and those that have mocked you because of how you've lived, this is the year of favor. They will come and say, I know that God has been with you. Others will say, I know you've been lucky and you're going to say, no, it has nothing to do with luck. It is the favor of God that's all over me that has arised me and lifted me up to where I am today. He says, they're going to come and bow down the season where God will allow your enemies to recognize the hand of God on your life. There's a season where God is going to restitute you and begin to vindicate you for the years that you've been stepped on, the years that you've been looked down at. This is the year of the favor of the Lord, and they will come and apologize. They will come and say, we're sorry. I'm even going to go a step further. Your own enemies are going to come and ask you for help because they see the faithfulness of God, the power of God, the favor of God in your life, and you do not turn them away. You help them out. They're going to come to you. If they're humble enough to come to you, then you be humble enough to help them out. And when you do that, you got the upper hand because the Bible says it's like pouring hot coals over their head. Although we're not born there, but that's what the Bible says. But with the year of the favor of the Lord, God says you've got to come out with favor. You've got to come out with everything that the enemy took from you. You've got to come out with the favor of God and there's a distinction between who's my people and who's not my people. That's favor of God. He goes, those others are going to cry, but when you hear them cry, you just pray and thank God that that's not your cry because you done shed your last, your last tear for the season because of the favor of God. But I want you to, to, to look at something else right before I close. I'm still in verse 8, and he says that there's going to be an exodus and a deliverance A way out. But it's, it's not only for you. Listen to what verse 8 says. It says, go you and all the people who follow you. You and all those who are connected to you. Hello, somebody. That's why it's important who's in your circle of friends. That's why it's important who you allow as a friend in Facebook. That's why it's important, really, who you hang out with. Because there is a season, and this is that season, that God says, you are going to go out. But all those that are connected with you 
are going out as well. That should be joy for somebody today. I said that should be joy for somebody today. Tell three people right now. He goes, we're coming out. Tell them this has been the best day for you. This is the seat that you're sitting in is the best seat you could have sat in. Because you're sitting next to me, tell them. You're sitting on my row. And if I'm coming out and you're on this row, you're, you're coming out too. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Uh, if God's going to heal me, he's going to heal you because you're on my row. All of it just because you know me. Hello, somebody. Just because you know who I am. Uh, just because you sat by me this morning. I want you to know that if God is going to deal with my children, he'll deal with your children. If God's going to do something in our marriage, he will do it in yours too. If God's going to do something in my finances and I'm coming out, out of debt, you're coming out of debt. If I'm coming out of this sickness and this pain, you're coming out of your sickness and your pain. Because just because you're connected to me, he said, you will go out and all those that follow you. Somebody ought to thank God for what's going to happen in your life, in your family. God is going to do it because they're connected to you. That's why some of you need to disconnect with some people. Hello? Let, let, let me prove to you. You remember Paul when he was shipwrecked? Remember Paul when he was shipwrecked? Y'all, if you, some of you read the Bible. And right before they got shipwrecked, right before they sailed out to sea, Paul tells the soldier in charge, because the boat was full of prisoners, Paul was one of them. He says, look, man, it doesn't look too good. I don't think it's the right time to sail out. I, I think we should wait. And the guard that was there, the Bible says, ignored Paul, the man of God. And he paid attention to the captain and they sailed out. All of a sudden they find themselves in this hurricane that tears up the boat. During that storm, an angel of the Lord comes again and speaks to Paul and tells him, don't be afraid. The ship is going to to be no good, but not one life is going to be lost. One of the other guards says, you know what, we need to kill these prisoners because if any of them escape, it's our head, and I'm not going to lose my head for one of these prisoners. And when he's ready to kill, start killing the prisoners, the guard that was over Paul says, oh, no, you don't. You, you, ain't, you ain't going to kill anybody. What we're going to do is let them free those that can swim, let them swim. And those that can't, we'll see what happens. But you're not touching Paul. Let me tell you what happened here. He understood this was the man of God. He understood when I ignored him and when I didn't pay attention to him, we got into this mess. And I understand that the angel comes and talks to him. Now at this point, I understand that if I stick close to him, the God that takes care of him is going to take care of me. If we're going to drown, if God's going to make him drown, I know I'm going to drown. But I have more faith that God is going to bring him out. And because I'm connected to him, I'm coming out of this alive too. Are you listening to what I'm saying? That's why it's important who you hang around with. That's why it's important who you listen to. That's why it's important who you sit next to. Because there's some people that don't have a clue what it is to praise God. They don't have a clue what it is to give God glory. You ought to move from that seat and find another row. 
and say, aha, if I sit there, they're going to go out. I'm going out because I'm connected. Are you listening to what I'm saying? That's the importance of uh, being around the right people at the right time, at the right moment. Because when God does something for one, he'll do it for everybody else on that row. When God visits your row, he'll visit everybody else that's on that row. And this is the moment and key season for us to understand that it's the favor of God. I'm coming out with favor. You want your family, those that are connected to you, to follow you. If there's ever a time you need the family to follow you, it is now. If there's ever a time that you need to do what you got to do to get your family to come to church with you, it is now. Because God says, I'm bringing you out, and I want to bring everybody that's connected to you out as well. Do whatever you have to do in this season and say, God, give me favor. Give me grace. Do what you got to do on my life so that my family can come to church, so that my family will follow me. And my family not only will follow me to church, but also goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. Let it follow my children and let them follow my family. But not only let them follow me to church, let them follow me to heaven as well. Hello, somebody. Because this is the year of the favor of the Lord. This is a year where God wants to do something in your family, but he wants to do it through you. It says, go you and all the people who follow you. I want to close with verse 9 of chapter 11 of Exodus. And the Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh will refuse to listen. Now wait a minute, God. Hold on now. You're telling me all of this, all of this, all of this, only to come and tell me, oh, but, but Pharaoh ain't going to listen to you. But God was telling Moses, look, Pharaoh is not going to listen just yet. Tell, with, tell, tell, tell the person next to you, just yet. He's not going to listen to you just yet. So you're going to have to endure just a little bit more. Tell somebody just a little bit more. Tell them, don't give up. Hang on. Just a little bit more. The process is going to take maybe just a little bit longer. But don't give up. But don't worry. As a matter of fact, ignore it. As a matter of fact, don't even pay attention to it. Tell somebody, don't pay attention to it. Don't pay attention to it. This is one of those times that you don't need to pay attention to it. I said this is one of those times that you don't need to pay attention to it. God has a plan. Tell somebody, God has a plan. Tell them, God knows what he's doing. And so if I've got to endure this just for a little bit more, I'll endure it a little bit more. If I've got to pray just for a little bit more, I'll pray a little bit more. Hello, somebody. I wish you could help me here. If I've got to wait it out just a little bit more, I'll wait a little bit more. But God told me, just ignore it. Don't pay attention to it. This is my I doing. Tell somebody, this is God's doing. Trust him. He knows best and he knows what he's about to do. Just wait a little bit longer. He says, I'm going to harden the heart of Pharaoh and Pharaoh is not going to want to let you go. I've come to tell somebody, the enemy is going to have his heart hardened and he's not going to want to let go of your children. He's not going to want to let go of your body. He's not going to want to let go of your finances. But just say, don't worry about it. God has it all in control. Don't worry about it. 
God is up to something. Don't worry about it. God is about to set us up for something great. And the reason why you've got to trust God, God tells Moses, listen, Pharaoh is not going to listen, but that's my doing and that's my purpose. Keep reading verse 9. It says, so that my wonders may be multiplied in Egypt. The reason I'm hardening his heart and enduring a little bit, I want to show off my power. I want to show off my power. I want to show off my power. Somebody needs to thank God that that little bit that you're enduring is setting God up for you to do something mighty. God is going to show off his power I am doing it so that I may multiply my wonders blessed be the name of the Lord tell somebody something's going to happen that's going to blow your socks off come on musicians come up something's going to happen so endure it just a little bit more endure it just a little bit more endure it just a little bit more just endure it oh what happened here hello endure it just a little bit more. I hear it in the monitors. I don't hear it there, but it's fine. Just endure it. There we go. Endure it a little bit more. God has a plan. He's going to bring you out. If there's anybody here that understands that, it's those that are moms. Hello? Any moms in the house? You, you, you've got to endure it a little bit more. Oh, it's going to come out. But you got to endure it a little bit more. And, and, and sometimes it can be frustrating. And, and sometimes, you know, you, the husband is in there and, and you see your husband. And, and sometimes it's like, get away. I don't want to. It's because of you that I'm going through this. Ah! And just endure it a little bit more. It, you're on your way out, but, but wait a little bit more. I remember when we were giving birth, my wife was giving birth to, to Elazar. We had a good pastor friend of ours, good friend of ours, and, and she was so kind enough to come in to, to the uh, 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 labor room. And, and, and there was a little machine that, that was like taking measurements. And, and every time a contraction was about to happen, it would show it on there and he would, she would tell Patsy, okay, get ready. He, here comes a contraction. And Patsy, Patsy would brace herself and sure enough, the contraction would come. And then it, it, it'd, go, it'd go down. And, and then all of a sudden, she'd have to wait a little bit more. And then all of a sudden, it would start on the screen again. Here comes another contraction, Patsy. Come on, hold on. You can do this. And, and, and you just have to endure a little bit more. But after you endure, after you endure, after you endure, the promise comes. The blessing comes. The miracle comes. I'm here to tell you, you ain't got much more to endure. Your moment of pain and your moment of waiting and your moment of struggle is about to end right now. I'm here to declare over your life, get ready for this week because you're going to see God do something. You're going to come out of that debt. You're going to come out of that situation. You're going to come out of that dilemma. God is going to do something. If you believe that, would you stand to your feet right now? I will cause the people of Egypt to find favor. That favor of God is going to bring you out. the last thing you're going to deal with for this season. You got to thank God. Whew. The last thing. Because God's going to do something in your life. God's going to do something in your family.
God's going to do something in your finances. It's the last thing. It's the last play. The last thing. But he also says, we're going to bless you. You're going to get reimbursement. Hello, somebody. Some of you, God's setting you up for this tax return that's coming. Some of you don't get the biggest tax return in your life. And God is saying, I'm giving you your back pay because I'm trusting you like I want you to trust me. That I'm going to take care of your needs just like I know you're going to take care of the needs of the ministry and of the church. By just giving what belongs to God in your offering. Because I'm going to take everybody out, not just you, but everybody that's connected with you. Because you're covered by the blood. And because of that blood, that's why your family is protected when they even don't deserve it. type of Abraham and Lot. The Bible says that when God was going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, he didn't talk to Lot. He said he remember he didn't remember Lot. He remembered Abraham. Hello. And because Abraham and Lot were related, Lot had already become part of Sodom and Gomorrah's society that was of homosexuality and lesbianism. Listen closely to what I'm telling you. Lot deserved to be destroyed with that whole city where he had departed his convictions and his callings from God. He changed biblical convictions and began to water them down with worldly convictions. It's okay to do this. Oh, it's okay to do that. It's okay to drink this. It's okay to do All the convictions were watered down. And what was the word of God was watered down by secular beliefs. Watered down by people that had no fear of the Lord. Listen to what I'm saying. So naturally, he deserved to die in that destruction. But the Bible says that when God was about to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, he remembered, not Lot, he remembered Abraham. And he comes to Abraham and says, look, buddy, because he was a friend of God. That's what the Bible says. He says, look, Abe, Abe, my man, I got to tell you something. Renew. I'm about to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. I'm going to destroy it. That's how buddies they were. Can you imagine God having to go tell Abraham? But I, but I remembered you. Now, I'm going to destroy it. I just thought I'd let you know. And Abraham cuts a deal with God. Okay, 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 let's let, let, let's work this out now. 
let's, let's talk this out. I, I got family over there. I know they living the way they should be living. But, but I got family over there. And so God cuts a deal with them. He says, okay, I, I, I want your family to be saved. Okay, so I don't want them to be destroyed. Me and you, me and you are cool. So, so, so I'm, listen, I'm doing it for you. Because me and you got this relationship. Cuts a deal to the point where the angels that were summoned to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah go and bring his family out. Say out. Even when they didn't deserve it. I'm here to tell you that this is a season where because the blood of Jesus is over your house, it's extended grace to even those that don't deserve it that are connected to you as family. That's why I'm telling you, do whatever you've got to do to get them to follow you. Because if you can do that, this is the year that God is going to do a change in their lives. God is going to bring them out from where they're in, in bondage, whatever addictions that they may have, and turn their lives completely around. There's favor on you today. This is the favorable year of the Lord. And I believe that if you receive this word, when you walk out of this place, the whole world will see you different. Your workplace, school, wherever you are, they will see you different. They will see the favor of God and that God has made a distinction in your life. As they sing this song, I want to pray with you. I want the word of God today come to your heart and that you would believe that you are living in the favorable year of the Lord and that you're going to come out in favor. Would you come?